It's the Bradfield Weather Podcast, underwritten by McAllen Construction of Prospect, a full-service construction company servicing the entire state, from the first dig to the last nail. I'm Dan Lavallo. He is Bradfield. And Brad, as we put this podcast together on March the 11th, this weather has been unbelievable. You talk about spring fever. I've got it. How about you? Oh, absolutely, Dan. No question about it. Monday at Bradley International Airport, it was 74 degrees. Yesterday, so that would be Tuesday, March 10th, at Bradley, it was 70. I'll tell you what, I brought in all of the snow stakes. I started, that's probably the kiss of uh, sledding down down the hill or whatever. I brought all those in, put the winter ones up, switched out the winter banner to a spring banner. I mean, uh, looking around the yard and, oh my goodness, a lot of sticks and a lot of leaves down. So um, if anyone out there is listening is um, doing spring cleanups, get in touch with me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it 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 really is interesting to watch how this weather has unfolded. And even now we're in a stretch where a cold front comes through, but the temperatures are still going to be above normal for the month of March, Brad. Yes, yes, it absolutely looks that way, Dan. Um, we've been talking in the past about the persistence of the uh, ridge in the southeastern United States, but I want everybody to know that, you know, just did not work out for us. And um, I, I know when it comes down to um, a, a forecast, you know, Bradfield forecasts for the people of the state of Connecticut and some in Western Massachusetts. But essentially, that's where I do my forecasting for. Now, you know, it's been warm here. But I don't want people to think it's been warm everywhere. For example, we talk about the, the month of March, Dan, and how it looks uh, almost certain, like it will come out above average uh, with what's respect to normal uh, here on the eastern seaboard. And I really uh, don't doubt that at all. I'd, um, I'd almost uh, bet the house on it. But the, uh, the, the cold air, remember we've got the ridge trough thing going on around the nation. And I always uh, say to the folks that uh, the, the distance between the ridges and the troughs typically line up that if it's really cold with respect to normal in Denver, it's really warm with respect to normal in New England and vice versa, too. If you ever hear a forecast of, in the, say, in the middle of the winter, that, oh, tomorrow it's going to be 70 degrees in Denver, then watch out here, because typically the wavelength is such that if it's really warm there, it's really cold here. But the, the, the pattern has just not worked for us to get the cold weather here into New England this winter. So, um, you know, last time, if you missed our podcast last week, uh, I uh, ran up the flag of surrender on winter 2019-2020. I am in full spring mode right now, Dan. And I wanted to tell the folks something that I am very, very excited about in my semi-retired life. Uh, when I was young, younger uh, and my boys were young, 
I coached my uh, oldest son, Kirk, from T-ball right up through A, double A, triple A ball, on up into juniors, and then even into the Hartford Men's League, which became the Farmington Bank uh, Vantis Life uh, Men's League. And uh, my younger son played baseball, too, and I tried to coach his team part of the time. But since they both went on to college and I became a big WPI football fan cheering on my youngest son and, and his teammates up at WPI, um, I kind of abandoned the, the baseball aspects. But I'm getting back into it now, and I am so excited. I'm um, going to be one of the uh, assistant uh, varsity coaches for the Granby High School baseball team. And we have pitchers and catchers in the gym on uh, on Saturday of this week. So Bradfield right now is in total spring mode. Uh, I, I want to, you know, maybe it's just part and parcel of getting older, Dan. I don't need these zero degree days and whatever. Uh, but uh, I'm, I'm just really enjoying this, uh, this flirtation with spring that we had on Monday and Tuesday. Well, congratulations on the coaching gig, by the way. Put me in, coach. I'm ready to play. <laughs> uh, really enjoy the kids. I've, I've always enjoyed uh, the, the kids. And uh, to me, there's nothing more fulfilling than going out onto the baseball field with the kids. And uh, it always meant a lot to me that if they saw you like in the grocery store or saw you at the post office or whatever, uh, they wouldn't call me Mr. Field. They would call me coach. And uh, to me, there's no uh, better title. I don't need to be chief meteorologist. I don't need coach. I like that title. <laughs> and it, 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 you coach uh, when you're coaching the kids. You coach a lot more than baseball. You coach life, and you coach life experiences, and you coach, you know, how to keep your temper and and things like that. And uh, to me, it's a very meaningful thing. No question about that. You're doing noble, noble work for sure. By the way, you know, we look at the calendar talking about spring or how it feels like spring around here. This past Monday, March the 9th, was an anniversary of yours, wasn't it? Yes, it was, Dan. And you know that um, I've always floated the idea of uh, writing a book, and it would be a very positive book. I would never, uh, never say anything bad about anybody that I worked with, even though some would probably deserve it. Um, but the, <laughs> the, the, the point here is, though, that I would write about anecdotes and things that happened to me over my career and how this uh, small town boy from Asonet, Massachusetts, where, you know, in the old telephone books, Asonet would be three quarters of, of one page and then it would go on to Fall River. That's how few people lived in our town. It was all A to Z on the front of one page. <laughs> so, I, I mean, you talk about small town. I came from a really small town to becoming a meteorologist on, you know, a, a fairly major market network and, and, uh, and be invited to the White House to global warming, it was called at the time, conferences by Al Gore and President Clinton. And there, there's just a, a whole multitude of anecdotes that I could write about and um, sports celebrities that I've met and so forth, things that I never thought, governors, things that I never thought I would ever do. And I, I just thought I would uh, put it down on, on paper. 
But one of the more interesting stories was how I how it all came about that I came to Connecticut. And I wrote about it this past Monday, Dan, and I put it out on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and LinkedIn. And I was getting hundreds of responses and comments. And, uh, you know, if, if, if you want to uh, read about it, you can go back and look at my, my Facebook and Instagram posts from earlier this week. And it, the, the, the path that I took to get to Connecticut began with a legendary meteorologist from Boston. And he was on television and radio. He was a true pioneer when we were really starting out with, uh, you know, TV weathermen and TV weather women. But he was one of the first TV meteorologists. And his name was Don Kent from WBZ TV in Boston. And Coming up in 1983, Don was retiring. So they were doing a nationwide search to replace this legendary man. And the person they came up with to replace him was Paul Cousins, who was prior to me, the chief meteorologist at Channel 30. And Paul is a a great guy. We uh, always have been good friends. Paul moved from uh, Channel 30. And he moved to Boston to replace Don Kent. So uh, I didn't know any of this. I was working in Providence as a meteorologist at WLNE-TV. I was working alongside my good friend, Steve Cashoni. We were paired together there. Steve went on to have a great career in Rhode Island as the meteorologist there. But uh, Steve and I worked together, and uh, we had three great years together at WLNE in Providence. And all of a sudden, one day, and people that have listened to the podcast a lot are going to remember this, that I am good friends with Bruce DePriest. And it became so ironic that Bruce and I would be from the class of 1978 at Lowell Technological Institute, which is now UMass Lowell, that Bruce and I would be two of 12 guys that graduated in that meteorology class. And we happened to be competing in the same market, Hartford, Connecticut. Well, as it turns out, Dan, I was just in Providence one day uh, working at WLNE and I got a phone call from Bruce. And we were just talking about, you know, maybe getting together, going to a Sox game or whatever. I don't even remember what it was about. But the bottom line was, he said, um, how are you doing there in Providence and, you know, your contract and everything? I said, well, my contract's coming up at the end of March. And uh, the, the, the guy that uh, hired me had left, which was like a stomach punch to me because he helped me so much early in my career. And I was a young man at WLNE. I was 22, 23, 24 when I was on TV. And I always felt like I was in over my head. But this man, Peter Leone, who was my boss and mentor there, had left. He moved up to a a TV station in Boston. So I was kind of like rudderless, and I had nobody to sort of mentor me. And um, I wasn't certain about my future. Well, Bruce said, did you hear about the job opening at, at Channel 30? And I said, no, I hadn't heard about it. 
Well, anyway, I call uh, Channel 30, and um, we had Josephine Simeone, the receptionist, who was like a second mom to me when I went to work there. I said, um, I'm a meteorologist, and I'm applying for a, a job at your station. Could you tell me who your news director is? And, and she said, it's Mildred McNeil. And I said, is it Miss McNeil or Mrs. McNeil? She said, Mrs. McNeil. And I said, is there any chance I could speak with Mrs. McNeil? And she put me through. And how often does this happen, Dan? The phone rang, and she picks it up, Mildred wow. McNeil. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> and I said, um, I, I know, you You know, 99 times out of 100, you, you ignore the phone ringing when you're in a newsroom environment. You just listen to the phone messages when you get a spare minute. But anyway, Mildred picked up the phone, and I explained my situation to her. And she said, um, I'm, she said, I've got my mind made up. We're all set. Um, you know, thank you very much for the call. And I said, Mrs. McNeil, could I ask you a big favor? I said, if I send my tape and I overnight it to you, will you at least look at it? And she said, oh, I'll look at it. But she said, my mind's made up. Next day, the phone's ringing at my apartment in Providence. And Mildred was originally from the South, a great lady. She still lives in Avon, Connecticut to this day. Um, the phone rings and she's like, damn you, damn you. <laughs> and I said, Mildred? And she said, I had my mind made up. <laughs> and I said, do you mean that I'm in the running now? She said, I can't decide what to do. She liked my tape, obviously. Wow, right. And um, what ended up happening, I said, well, hire me. <laughs> and um, I, drove out to, I drove out to Connecticut and met with Mildred, and uh, she hired me. Um, the guy that she had promised the job to or, or said to the guy that she thought he would get it was a guy named Bill Keneally, who worked for years and years and had a great career at the Weather Channel. But anyway, that's how I got the job um, at NBC Connecticut. And then I ended up there for 34 and a half years as the chief meteorologist. But there are very interesting stories. It, 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 and, and it's like I was talking to you offline, Dan. It's like when baseball managers move. Um, so Don Kent retires. Paul goes to Boston to replace Don. I come from Providence to replace Paul. Um, John Giorsi goes across the street to WLNE to replace me. Then there's a job at WJAR. Gary Lake comes up from the Weather Channel to WJAR in Providence, where he had a great career. So um, very interesting story, but that was 37 years ago this week. Well, I know that uh, you're looking for a reaction. And, uh, but by the way, there's a chapter or two right in your book that you just talked about. But I know you're looking for input. If people would like you to write a book, uh, you're looking for input on social media. Is that correct? Absolutely, on social media or uh, you can write to me directly at bradfieldweather at gmail.com. And um, Dan, you've got it rigged so that when people are listening to the podcast, I believe there's a little red rectangle up above the, uh, the picture of the podcast, which says comment. And you just hit comment and you can type in whatever the heck you want, um, subject to Dan or my approval. Um, but, um, you know, I, I absolutely 
look forward to any feedback from uh, from our listeners. I want to talk for just a moment about our sponsor, McAllen Construction, a full-service construction company servicing the entire state of Connecticut, centrally located in Prospect. McAllen Construction is on call 24-7 every day of the year. McAllen Construction is woman-owned, a small minority business licensed with the state of Connecticut and insured. McAllen Construction handles residential and commercial building projects. As I mentioned, they're licensed as a major contractor, new home construction contractor, plumbing and piping limited P7, home improvement contractor, and subsurface sewage installer, utility carpentry excavation, and also snow removal for residents, commercial businesses, and state and local governments when we get snow. McAllen Construction. Call them today, 203-758-3474. 203-758-3474. Or go online, McAllenConstructionCT.com. McAllenConstructionCT.com. From the first dig to the last nail. And again, a big thank you to McAllen Construction for sponsoring our podcast. Let's, uh, Brad, let's go to our uh, On the Weather Map segment. I mean, what do you see? Is there anything cooking out there on the map right now? Well, the cold front has swept through, Dan. It's, you know, I was out uh, throwing the dog the ball early this morning. He loves that. He's got to get his exercise or he's a pain in the butt all day. But uh, I was out with him playing and, and, uh, and uh, notice it a little chilly out there this morning. So the co- cold front has swept offshore, and it's pushed the spring fever of uh, Monday and yesterday offshore. We've got high pressure over upstate New York uh, and low pressure going out to sea, again, missing us, and going out through Virginia today. Uh, it looks like the high is going to be right over Caribou, Maine tomorrow morning. So it'll be chilly, may, uh, frosty uh, overnight tonight. Uh, now, on uh, Friday morning, I think that's our next bout with rain. I think it'll be a rainy Friday morning commute. Uh, we'll have a warm front around Long Island trying to push in this direction, which will support rain up over southern New England. And then a cold front will be sweeping through, coming uh, through New York and Pennsylvania at daybreak on Friday. But I think it'll put an end to the rain midday Friday around here. And the weekend, again, looks nice, but it's going to be cold. I think uh, Saturday, it's breezy and chilly behind the cold front. We'll have the high will be centered around West Virginia on Saturday. And then the high will be uh, around the southern tip of Hudson Bay on um, Sunday morning and moving to northern Maine by Monday morning. So both Sunday and Monday look uh, look chilly to cold. Uh, I would say 20s at night. 40s during the day, both Sunday and Monday. But, you know, Dan, it's March, and it still should be like that. But it, it's, it's funny, in this kind of non-winter winter that we just went through, when temperatures get back to normal, it seems like it's really cold. So I think to, to the feel, it's going to seem really cold, but if folks are off to church or out to buy a dozen donuts or something on Sunday morning, it's going to be very chilly out there, and same deal on Monday. But by Tuesday, everything this winter has been short-lived. When we get a cold uh, uh, patch of air come in, 
it stays for about a day or two, and then it's out of here. There's been no persistence of any kind of cold. And again, that's true. The high slips offshore Tuesday, so a return flow of milder and more moist air comes in on Tuesday, and that could prompt a shower or two. I wouldn't say Tuesday would be a washout at all. And uh, Wednesday, we'll see a couple more showers with an approaching cold front. So that's how it looks on the weather map. Look into your crystal ball because we're at the midway point in March almost. Uh, what does it look like for the rest of the month? What do you see? Well, I'll have the short-range forecast for you, Dan, in just a moment. So that'll be for the next week or so. But let's start a week from today. So that would be, what would that be? That'd be the, the day after St. Patrick's right. Day. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a lot of people might be sleeping a little late that morning. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, it looks like from uh, about March 18th and for the following week, so into the fourth week of March, warmer than average on the eastern seaboard. There is no reason to think that this pattern is going to break at all. There's no mechanism for having the pattern break. Uh, with respect to normal uh it, it's it's going to be very cold out in the Rockies. So uh, I would say if you're an avid skier, and I understand, um, you know, because of the coronavirus and everything, Dan, that airline prices are going way, way down. Uh, so it, it, it might be a, a good time to take a trip out to some ski resort in the Rockies. I, I think it's going to be uh, wonderful out there in terms of wintry kind of weather and snow and cold and so forth. But for us here in the East, I see it warmer than average. And it looks like it's going to be a little bit on the moist side too. Um, above average precipitation from uh, the Gulf of Mexico right up into New England. All right. Uh, and just to, to put a ribbon on this whole thing, what does our immediate forecast look like? All right. So this day, Dan, uh, Wednesday, March 11th, on through the afternoon, sunshine will be followed by increasing clouds. Temperatures in the 50s uh, should be kind of cloudy overnight, partly cloudy at least. Uh, temperatures between 28 and 34, so definite chill in the air, frosty in many spots. Um, Thursday looks uh, mostly sunny, but there'll be some late-day clouds arriving. Temperatures far more seasonable than they've been. I think for Thursday, temperatures will be 46 to 52. It looks like a, a chilly rain will be coming in late Thursday night. Uh, rain will be around for the Friday morning commute, and I think a good part of the Friday morning. Then skies should partially clear. I see temperatures up into the 50s. For the upcoming weekend, it looks fine, uh, but chilly. Saturday, a mix of sun and clouds, breezy. Uh, temperature between 46 and 52. Remember, I said it will be cold at night. I think temperatures will be going down into the 20s. Then for Sunday, it looks sunny. Uh, temperatures in the 40s, uh, heading into the 20s overnight on Sunday night. Monday looks like sunshine, followed by increasing clouds. Another chilly day. Temperatures in the 40s. But then, Dan, we get into the milder stuff again. Tuesday, we pay the price, though, with showers, but it's milder and temperatures up in the 50s. Well, certainly sounds like a pretty decent forecast to get in baseball practices and all that other stuff, for sure. Absolutely. I was just going to say, remember, uh, every day, um, my second cup of coffee, I've got my iPad right in front of me. We update the website, so go to bradfieldweather.com. 
and get the daily forecast. I mean, typically the podcast, and I've been pretty proud of this, typically the podcast holds up okay. Um, and and the, uh, the the predictions have been pretty good in, in the short term, but, uh, you know, that's not all we do during the course of the week is a podcast. We also every day update the daily forecast. And for folks that are, um, you know, heading to the baseball diamonds and uh, the lacrosse fields and the soccer fields and whatever, uh, you can, you know, bring your phone along and look at bradfieldweather.com. And uh, Dan has put radar tracking on the, uh, the top bar, too, so you can see if there are any storms near your particular community. And uh, not only BradfieldWeather.com, but uh, we invite people to subscribe to the podcast. We are in the Apple Podcast Directory. We are in Google. We are in all of the major podcast directories, iHeartRadio.com, so you can subscribe to the podcast on various platforms, and we urge people to do that as well. Brad, my friend, you be well, you and Sandy and your family, and have yourself a great rest of the week and weekend. Looking forward to it, Dan. You and Susan have a great uh, time as well. Thank you. Our Bradfield Weather Podcast has been brought to you by McAllen Construction, a full-service construction company servicing the entire state for over 25 years, from the first dig to the last nail.